Hello everyone, Michaela is here. I am your Joy Coach with my Joy Coach here on Instagram and Joy Inc. What we do at Joy Inc. is we work to highlight people's best selves. And the reason we do that is when we bring our best selves to the table, the whole world gets to enjoy the light and the gift that we have within. So when I see friends of mine on that journey, taking their time to invest in themselves and bring their best version of who they are to life, makes my heart kind of beat a little bit. So I've been watching this guest today for a long time. We are friends from college, won't tell you how many years ago that is, but he struggled and he shared his struggles. And today we're going to talk about the struggle out of and beyond college, the struggle through uh, finding sobriety and then finding life in the light. And for him, he did this through photography. Um, so I'm really excited to join with you today to get to know more about Mike Freeze and all the things. So let's see if I can get him in here. It's about this whole Instagram technology jazz. So while we are waiting, I'll give you a little background. So I went to UNC Wilmington. I'll tell you the year and you can figure out the number of years between, but in 1998, I went to college, all the things were going on, all the fun. It was at the beach. We called it UNC BDB for University of North Carolina by the beach. Um, and what we did there is not unique. We totally joined in on the, the celebration of what it meant to be a college kid at that time. Hang on one sec. Let's see. I'm not able to do this, you guys. What's going on? All right, hold on. Yeah, so our experience was not all that unique, right? <clears throat> we went down there. We went to class sometimes. We did, um, I don't know, all sorts of college things, including a lot of drinking, sometimes the drugs, all the partying that one might expect. Um, growing up at that time. Probably the same today. Um, some of us get out of it okay enough, and some of us struggle through. And if you give me a few minutes, we're going to make sure we get Mike on here to share that journey. Hang tight. All right, let's see. There we go. All right, there he is. This is kind of cool. This is really kind of cool, isn't it? I've never done this before. <laughs> well, so I've done this a whole five times before. So I'm a pro. Not really. There we go. Here, we'll there make it go. so everybody can see my cool little dinosaurs. What are they? Tyrannosaurus rex. Nice. Is that a thing? Like, are you into dinosaurs and stuff? No, it's uh, one of my wedding couples. Whoa. One of my wedding couples from, um, she's nice. actually fr an artist from Wilmington. Um, nice. So she gave me, I stole those off the table from the wedding reception. Um, but she gave me That's awesome. welcome, the welcome card. They sent me um, PT's grill fry seasoning. Okay. So I know we're here to talk about other things, but can we talk about PT's? Like, <sighs> 
Uh, so, friends, PTs, um, Mike and I went to college together, as I was introducing a few minutes ago. Um, you'll do the math, but we started in 98, right? So we're going back a ways. But there was this little, I know, I know. <laughs> but there was this wonderful little burger joint right across the street from school called PTs. And it uses this lemon, pepper, garlic, all the pepper seasoning. And I'm here to tell you, I, I would drink it. Like, I, I started working there, I think, because I love the seasoning. So when they started marketing and branding it out, we have two containers of it, and I used it for dinner two nights ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, um, it's pretty amazing. I, I, I love it. Probably, I think I've put it on, like, I think every potato that goes into the to the oven. <laughs> yep. It's the only way to go. It's the only way to go, you know? And I'll tell you, so it's interesting that we talk about PTs because as I was saying in the intro, like you and I weren't spectacularly unique when we went to college. We went to a school. We went to some classes. I mean, I think I went to a bunch of classes. I was kind of a dork, but right. <laughs> Everybody gets to make their own choices. But when you like, give me a when you put give me a Monday Wednesday Friday class from three to three thirty that has three hundred people in it and they don't take attendance I think right. I went to that class one first day middle <laughs> midterm and final and I somehow got a B in it we won't say how um, we'll carry on from that went surfing every day right and it's easy to do right it's very easy to get caught up into that mainstream celebratory party lifestyle especially when you live at the beach um, and I think. One of the things that we're really going to get into today is your your journey, your struggle towards finding a happier, healthier life. And you did that through sobriety, it seems like. Um, you know, so friends that are watching, just FYI, we will be talking about sobriety and the struggles there within. So if that's something that kind of triggers you or, or might be difficult, maybe kind of fast forward. Um, but Don't let's fast get forward. there, right? Don't fast forward. It's not going to be hard. But so, so here I go, 98, freshman year, I meet this guy, Mike Freeze. And as I said in the Facebook post, you're larger than life. You have this enigmatic, huge personality, right? And everybody <laughs> knew you. You were incredible, right? And then sophomore year comes, we knew you were struggling, we could see you struggling, and then you were gone. What went yeah. down? Um... Sophomore year, my mom passed away when I was, not, I was, yeah, it was like right, it's literally, what, a week before Christmas, sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's so, tough. like, yeah, that happened. I had, she got, she was sick when I got to UNCW. Um, <laughs> she was sick when I got UNCW, and it just progressively got worse and worse. She had been, actually been sick since I was, what, eighth grade, seventh grade. Seventh, eighth grade. What she, was she, she sick with? Breast cancer. Um, oh. She was like one of the first people in the U.S. to get the bone marrow stem cell transplant. Um, oh, wow. You know, and it, at that time, unfortunately, it didn't work. Um, it was still exploratory. Insurance mm -hmm. didn't cover it. None of that. Like, it was it was a big detriment to the family. Mm -hmm. um, but she, you know, she came back when she had three reoccurrences of breast cancer. And the third, the fourth time when it came back, it just... Just attacked. Um, I'd already, now, I'd already I can't, out of UNCW at that yeah. point, and I was at Cape Fear. Mm -hmm. And when you are in that place, right, like you're already kind of down in the dumps, like you're out of UNCW, you've shifted to the community school, which is great, by the way. Yeah, um, it's a good school. It doesn't 
I'm not guessing there was a lot of room for you to explore your grief and how to handle that and manage that. How did that come? How did you not handle that? Let's say. Wednesday nights, Charlie Brown's trivia night, free wings and 32 ounce yeah. pitchers, of 32 ounce mugs of Killian's red. I do remember those days, actually. Um, shout out to Charlie Brown, CDs. Yeah. And it's it great, was, right? We love it, but it's not necessarily a healthy place to to grieve, right? No, like so. So part of the reason, like I took her, I took half her ashes and spread them off the south end of Wrightsville Beach, and you know, I thought I was like, okay, I'm gonna spread her ashes. She's gonna go to the sea, place that like she and I, like I mean, mm -hmm. I started going. I think my first beach trip from the mountains in North Carolina was. Probably I was like six months old. We we had a family house awesome. down at uh, Litchfield Beach that we used to go to all the, every summer, um, and you know I thought that would like do it, and then I just started surfing every day versus like I did I had right. dead end jobs, which you know, is pretty I, good therapy. Yeah, it was great therapy, but the problem was is I had that therapy for that small like window mm -hmm. of time. So then when I left, it was like party party, um, and then you know then progressively moved into darker kind of friend mm -hmm. circles is a way to put it. Um, and that's where some of the, you know, alcohol started, became worse. Um, I started dabbling with some, with a lot of kind of hard drugs. Um, didn't really know what I was doing. I just had, right. I just kind of felt like I had no purpose in life for, you know, and unfortunately that lasted for quite some time. Um, yeah, so substance it, abuse became like a giant part of your story. Yeah. It became like the thing. And then when we were talking the other day, and I love the timing of things, you were on your way to see your 104-year-old grandmother, right? Yep. yep. And you posted a picture of that, which was amazing, two beautiful smiles. But you told me a story about how in your early 20s, after leaving Wilmington, because you had exhausted the couches and the possibilities there, you moved in with grandma. Yeah. And you told uh, me that she put you in jail. You yep. had made such pitiful decisions in her viewing and compromised her. Now, yep. how do you get from being put in jail by grandma to still loving and celebrating her? That must have taken a lot of growth or, you know, like forgiveness from her. My Nana, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> my, my Nana, <clears throat> my Nana is, thank you. She's a she's a matriarch of our family. Mm -hmm. um she i spent a lot of time with her growing up mm -hmm. and she even had the conversation with me once i called her from jail and was talking to her and i you know and it was um she goes i did it for a reason you deserved mm -hmm. it you needed it you needed to wake up um and you know and to this day like we have still the same bond the same mm -hmm. strong relationship i can honestly say Ever since then, she and I have never spoke of it again, ever. Um, she did what she needed to do, yeah. and you responded in kind as best you could. Yeah, it's like the true meaning of tough love, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes family members have to do things to you that are just not exactly what you would think would be mm -hmm. like the, the, the thing. And then next thing you know, it, you know, and the worst right. part about it is like, it, it still took me quite some time after that period of transition in my life to like right. really figure it out because I still, once that whole stint of issues was done, it still continued on and for what, probably another 
10, 12 years, I would say. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, right? Like, you're, you're already down in the in the dumps, right? Grandma's put you in jail. That's, that's kind of a low point, right? But it still carries on. Do you think that was the cultural influence that the, the, the people and the spaces and the times you are in just made it too easy? Like, one of the things I'd mentioned, I mean, <clears throat> I read something the other day, um, in two weeks, the alcohol industry, maybe even just the beer industry, I'm not 100% sure, but the alcohol industry paid $70 million in advertising. 60 million of that went to the football world mm -hmm. of advertisements. And it just makes me think of how much influence we have coming our way to say the way to happiness, the way to salvation, the way to get through is through taking in substances that are really not very good for you. Um, I mean, and listen, I, I'm, I drink, I'm not throwing stones at that yeah. part of it. But I also, as I learn these things and have conversations with people like you, I have to start really questioning my relationship with alcohol. Right? Like, why do we do these things? And when I think it's, I think it's a it's so easily accessible. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying that every person that drinks is bad. But I know quite a few that probably should stop. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I have a lot of friends that can go out and have just two beers or two glasses right. of wine or a cocktail at dinner and be fine. And unfortunately I wasn't one of those people. Right. Um, I think it's, I think it's really accessible. It's too accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think precedent is put, I think alcohol does. I mean, I probably, I don't care. I still say it. I'm a big proponent of cannabis. Mm -hmm. I think alcohol does more damage to your body, to right. relationships, to your, your, your drive, yeah. to your life. And yet you can get in a car Agreed. and kill somebody while you, you get drunk. But if I smoke a joint, I go to jail for what right. a year. It's like, so I think it's, I, th I think like we use the word um, mental health, and we use the word substance abuse and like, oh, we gave right. all this. I mean, I'm not going to get political on my political high horse. We've already had that conversation. We don't want to go there again. Um, but, you know. Another conversation. Another day we'll do that one. <laughs> substance abuse and mental health are talking points. Right. And that's what it's become. It's become talking points to where, oh, mm -hmm. we give this much money to mental health. Mm -hmm. But yet we don't look at the reasons and the things that are causing those mental health right. issues because for someone to want to get right. sober or someone want to get mental health help, they internally themselves have to want to do it. I mean, that's, the, whole, that's the only reason I've done it. You know, I mean, I'm how did you do it? I mean, so right. Like, so grandma influences the, the hole keeps getting deeper and deeper and if I'm correct, you're now in Key West, Florida. No, I'm up in Asheville, North Carolina. Well, I'm or, in well, at the yeah. time. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, Asheville. <clears throat> there was a person, though, right? There was one yep. person that was able to just get in. And I think from hearing you talk about it, a lot of it was right time, right place, right person, right message. Because you you just stopped. Yeah, right? I was. Um, so my my dad kept always tell me he's like you need to stop drinking you need to stop drinking no I, I wouldn't listen to him like come on i'm just as hard-headed mm -hmm. as my father is it's probably where it's definitely <laughs> where i get it if my brother my brother i don't think has instagram so he'll have to see this later and he'll be not yeah we'll send the him time. the link <laughs> um you know i and i moved in with this guy in key west florida his name's joe carter um 
Joe is a artist. He was Ozzy Osbourne's airbrush artist for Ozfest. Wow. Like if you've ever been to Ozfest, you've seen Joe's art. And I was awesome. living with Joe for probably three, four years. Um, we used to have a lot of deep conversations. And, you know, Joe drinks, he, he can drink and hold his own and mm -hmm. handle it, whereas I couldn't. Right. And he started noticing that and noticing that. And I remember when we had a conversation once and I just kind of was like, hey, whatever. You know, I like sat there uh -huh, uh -huh, and then what I do, I just went straight to the bar like five minutes later. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, great idea. I'll see you yeah. later. <laughs> and then um, I came home drunk one night and I was sitting out back by the pool. And he came in and he could tell I was drunk. And he just sat and he looks, dude, you're wasting a lot of potential. Because mm -hmm. you got two options, either shape up or ship out. Right. And I went, and it was kind of like, okay, this is, this is starting to hit home a little mm -hmm. bit because I'm going, you know, right. I, I mean, a lot of people don't know this about me. I was homeless for three years. Um, I lived on the streets of Orlando, mm -hmm. Florida. Not ashamed to say it because, it, it, you know, I think it's, it's part of your story. Part of, exactly. It, about, it got you here. It, that, it's, th there's tipping points, right? There's yep. grandma, there's the streets of Orlando, and then joe and now it's like a really like i just yeah. can't manage this weight anymore and it, it's some there's something to be said right like we love our family but a lot of the reason you know i get a lot of referrals from sisters right people saying my sister needs help and i can't be the one to do it because when our family says it there's all the legacy of stories mm -hmm. and experiences and judgment backing it but yep. when a friend who does not have that agreement with you or that history says, I see you. And what I love is that he said he saw your potential, yep. right? So, so you look in the mirror the next day, you shake it off. You say, this is what we're going to do. Now yep. I can say as the viewer, I watched as day one, day 20, day 50, because you were, you were tracking yeah, it on I facebook going. i actually and just I got a memory it. the other day about I, that i loved it i like that's when i started to see you again mike because i saw that light that larger than life guy saying i've got things to do i cannot be wasting my time over here getting wasted at the bar um i've got a life to live <clears throat> so i really appreciate that that friend influence because it doesn't always resonate when it's from family you yeah know, as much as we wish um I think wow. it was too, and it was, you know, we used to have this, like, you'd always hear people in, like, Key West, they do what is, it, like, sober January or, or mm -hmm. something like that. Dry January. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I, you know, I even attempted, I attempted before he even, I think when he, before he said something, I attempted to stop smoking cigarettes, mm -hmm. to stop drinking. I think it lasted, mm -hmm. like, maybe a week, and then something happened, and I was mm -hmm. like, Bleh. Right back in. Um. I, I still will never forget the morning. I mean, I can, I can see it clear as day in my memory, like what my face looked like when I looked up into the mirror. And it's literally, it was like 5 a.m. in the morning, parched, hung over mm. as can be, right. sucking water out of the faucet in the bathroom. I just looked up and it was like my eyes were sunken. There was no color in my face. Right. It was just, it was a low point. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like those low points are, if you can, if you can, if you have this enough like strength and perseverance, like every person has it, you just got to dig deep inside. I agree. And I think it was just, I really, the more I think about it every day is that I think the whole reason was I was just tired of being, I was tired of being that yeah. guy that everybody looked at like, Oh God, here comes drunk Michael again. You know, it was like, mm -hmm. 
I wanted people to praise me, not put me down because I've been been picked on and put down my whole life. So it was Mm kind of like, all right, if I do this, maybe something good will happen. And then it's like, holy shit, look at where we're at now. It did. It did. Hey, hey there, amazing listeners of And All The Things. Thank you for being on this journey with me. The fact that you're still here, I have to assume this podcast has sparked your curiosity encouraging you to think of life beyond your current boundaries. Now it's time to take that energy and channel it into a transformative journey where boundless joy awaits. Introducing The Course for Joy, brought to you by Joy Enterprises and me, Michaela, your joy coach. Life gets busy, I get it, but self-care matters and should not take a back seat. That is why we've crafted a four-week self-guided adventure to seamlessly fit into your routine. In just 15 minutes, a few times each week, our enlightening video lessons and engaging workbooks will guide you through self-discovery and bring you closer to growth. As a special bonus, when you enroll in the Course for Joy, you'll receive an exclusive 50-minute live coaching session. We'll celebrate your progress and create a roadmap for your journey ahead. Are you ready to paint your life with vibrant joy and purpose? Visit myjoycoach.com backslash course to learn more about the transformative course for joy. Let's amplify your joy and ignite your purpose together. Stay tuned for more inspiration and insights right here on and all the things. Well, so, so let's get to there, right? So I, we watched the Facebook tracker going and, and, you know, the world, our Facebook world is celebrating and, and then I start to see something else, right? And and I'm going to introduce the next part by by reflecting on our conversation last week. Yeah. And what you said, and this is the part that I love so much, um, and I'll get to how this is important. But without light, we don't have life. Because I and I love the way light plays and reflects and contrasts, so that when we show up fully ourselves, we can be seen for our uniqueness in the light. Yep. And what I and I say that, and that's a, a paraphrase of a couple parts of our conversation. But you found your light, and in doing so, you're now able to see the light in other people, other things, mm-hmm. airplanes, all manner of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that when you picked up a camera lens, a camera, and looked through the lens, it gave you a whole new shift in perspective on on who you are and what you are and what you can do. So tell us how. Mike Freeze, Michael Freeze photography saved your life kind of, or gave you a new life. So if I'm gonna it's connected, I, yeah, you can shift that narrative. Go, I think I'm going to go kind of like off or like a different route than our conversation the Do other it. day. A camera, when you put it up to your face, mm-hmm. there is just a small, small, your, your eye sees, if you've ever picked, if any person that's watching this, if you ever picked up a camera mm-hmm. and you look through you the look lens, in. your eye without a camera sees at 35 millimeters. Okay. I think that's right. And if anybody, if I'm wrong, please nobody correct me. It's good <laughs> enough for me. And if um, they correct us, just do so respectfully because we're all learning here. <laughs> so it, it, in a way, it's kind of like a, a version of tunnel vision because mm-hmm. you can only see a certain frame. You can't see right. what's outside. So it makes you kind of take a step back and survey, survey, survey everything that's around you and mm-hmm. then focus on the part that's important for that composition. Oh, I like that. So you, you kind of like, 
when you see things through a lens, you don't see it. You see it differently than what your eye sees it away from it. And then when you capture it in a photo, well, the whole process of the photo, and once you go into your editing and all that, right. is if you shoot it at, a, it's called raw, and raw is basically consider a chef with all of his ingredients okay. is raw, and then a chef cooking something is the same, is a photographer editing something. So that Got final it. dish, where bringing you it all together, it, yeah, right. is like how we do it as photographers. So it, it makes you A, survey, B, compose on what's important, what gives it that kind of storytelling, hence the right. storyteller. Um, <laughs> shout out to Fundy. Uh, um, you, uh, Love it. You, you kind of see like you, you, your recipe of everything comes together. And then when you sit down to edit, mm -hmm. you, put, you bring that image to life. Mm -hmm. So your whole process is... I remember you have to also try to remember mentally what did it look like when you captured at that. At the full and at the small. Yep. I like that because I think it's, it's so important to not just stick to when we move through life, this is all we see, right? This is our experience mm -hmm. and we filter it through millions of past experiences and such. But if we can step back and kind of watch the full movie, not just the little element of it, we now have room to evaluate and discern what's good, what could be better, where does the lighting need to shift? If I put more energy over here, what do I get out of it? Um, I love that metaphor. I think that's fantastic. And really I think good. it's and, and really the, good, the interesting part about things too is like this is something I had a conversation with with, with somebody. I think it feel like it might have been at a wedding, and I was explaining to him. I was like, when you take your cell phone out and you take mm -hmm. pictures. You see, and I think I said this to you, you, you see people walking around in like tourist areas where they're like, oh, click, they put it in their phone, they don't even look at it. And nine times out of 10, they take a picture because that somebody else took it, so they have to have it on their phone. <laughs> right, this looks like a photo opportunity. Yeah, but when you're, when you're using a camera and shooting in a raw format, mm -hmm. your job is to bring everything to life. So you take a flattened image that you might mm -hmm. see on your cell phone that has no depth, to it and you have to create it and bring it into life like 3d so you're right to you create a to whole have, experience yeah. from from one flat image and you have to have the mental capacity you have to have the mental like kind of push through that mm -hmm. you have to make everything lifelike so like how you know and then that's a, another thing with the light it's like how do i look at light and make things lifelike. So now mm -hmm. it's like when I drive, which is not always the best, especially when I'm on the Blue Ridge Parkway, you, uh -oh. you see light hitting things and you see things that pop and they stand yeah. out. And, it, and it's like that metaphor that I kind of, I told you when we were driving that you just kind of paraphrased. It, it, nothing has life without light. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's life in darkness, of course, sure. but it, doesn't have but it's not seen it's not exactly it, it, it's not it, it, the um the phrase that's used i feel like it's swahili is ubuntu which means because i because i am seen by you i exist right, right. like yep. kind of like if a tree falls in the woods kind of deal but it's, let's not talk about bears i, I <laughs> a couple days ago uh oh no. uh oh shake it i out, got chased yeah i got chased by one it was kind of scary a couple days ago yeah oh gosh 
Well, you'll have to share that story with me later. Yeah. All right. So no bears. Still, no, no bears. Yeah, no bears. Trees in the woods. <laughs> but, but it's, how, how did you say it? You know, we can fully be seen when we are in the light, right? When we oh. hide who we are in darkness, when we try to be something else, when we don't listen to what our body, what our souls are saying, it gets noisy because again, we've got millions and trillions and billions of dollars coming our way saying that the only way to happiness and health is through the things we're advertising here on TV and this image we've created for you. And I love Hallmark movies, but none of it's real, right? right. So it's, we're, we're sold this idea. And, and when we don't accomplish it, oftentimes we end up struggling and spiraling down. And yep. what I love, Michael, Mike, I call you Mike, but I like Michael because it's, you know, we've all grown up a little bit. What I love so much is that you've taken that and, and you've not, you've chosen not to hide it, that, that story of struggle. You've yep. chosen to share it. And like I said, when I saw you putting that ticker on Facebook, I said, he wants to be seen. He yep. is standing in the light saying, I am fully here. I am a little bit broken, but there's nothing wrong with me. I just have to grow. And if we can destigmatize a little bit of that, that mental health terminology, that alcoholic terminology, all the isms, right, that, are, that lock us into a, a, a way of being forever, a diagnosis yep. forever. If we can demystify that and just say, we're just humans trying to figure it out and, <clears throat> and celebrate those who say, you know what, I'm gonna try this whole sobriety thing, or I'm gonna try this whole new lifestyle thing because it's good for me. It doesn't make us weird or damaged or like you should be ashamed to go sit in the corner. And I'm so proud of the fact that you are not standing in a corner. You're standing with a light saying, literally a, a light on your camera or a flash from wherever you're coming from and saying, it's okay to be broken and messy because mm -hmm. there's still light inside. And if we look for it, that, that makes us uniquely and divinely us. And my goal for this whole little mini series is to talk to people who have found their divine gift and are using it to help grow and change and serve. And I really, really, really love watching your journey. And I thank you so much again for trusting me to have this conversation in this yeah. space with you. And I would love for people watching, um, you do, you do weddings, you do lifestyle things, you do music do festivals and photos. <laughs> um, and I really, I kind of hate we didn't get to talk about how you, how you learned photography. I'll paraphrase by just saying he's self-taught y'all. But yeah, YouTube. like he, he learned this. So number one, anything is possible with YouTube. Um, but number two, it's the dedication and commitment to bringing forth your light has made a difference. So I would love for all of you to head on over and check out his work. I mean, one of the favorite pictures I have of you is of an airplane. It's just fantastic. Which um, one? The one that is sitting in the front, in the front seat? Uh, no, it, it's like in a, there's like the pylons and there's like the big, I don't know. It's on the, the water. The plane that's landing on the water. Yeah, yep. that's Fort yep, yep, yep. Jefferson. Oh, I love it. I hope that place is still there. Unfortunately, the storm went right through it. Let's not talk about that. That's been nope. a rough morning. We're going to, we'll touch on that and just say you know, to you know, all those affected by Ian, we get it. We're from Wilmington, North Carolina. He's from South Florida. We get it. Um, and, and just are so praying any, and holding out for you. And any person that knows me knows I've been real worried the past two days. But we got phone call this morning from mm -hmm. cousins. All my family yep. is finally found. They're all accounted for. Okay. They're all safe. Um, Good. 
that's all that matters. You know, and there's something small we blessings. Talk- yeah, you, know? you were you were talking about like we got to demystify it. I think a big thing with like sobriety. I remember like, and I, I just like thought of this when you were saying it. I think people that are used to, you know, their social, their social mm-hmm. pretty much all the time is at a bar mm-hmm. or out. And once again, I'm still not knocking it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. you know, some yep. people can people make like their said, choices. Yeah, some people can drink, some people can't. I was one mm-hmm. of those people that can't. Um, but I think it's like, there's like this big like FOMO of like, if I'm yeah. not at the bar or I'm not with my friends drinking, I'm going to miss right. something important. Whereas, and that was a big part with me because I had this false sense of friendship and realized mm, that like- And connection, yeah. Yeah, I thought the bartenders were my friends. They're only my friends because I would tip them half my paycheck. Right. Um, and I still, it's still funny. It still will laugh to this day. There was a, a certain bartender at a place called the Green Parrot in Key West. His name's Beaver. Um, Daryl Beaver said to me when after I got sober, and he was like, "You know, Mike." He's like, "I didn't think you could do it." He goes, "But I think we're all happy for you." And he's like, "I know That's we're awesome. definitely happy for you because we don't have to chase you for your time." <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know well, you, hey, you, you gotta <laughs> you gotta pull your experiences and look at things like I think one of the ways that I kind of progress every day is I look at the old and go, yeah, I was a complete idiot back then. And like, oh, look Aren't at we now. all though? It's, yeah, it's, it's our job to learn. But I, it's, there's a, there's a lot to be said for it. Cause there, there was, a, so I don't think I told you about this and what was it? May of 2000, May of 2016. Okay. I had a seven page article come out on my photography in a magazine. I'll send wow. it to you actually. So you can read a really good it. article. Yeah. Um, it was ghost written by um, myself and an, and the editor of the magazine called kite surf magazine. Um, cool. And it was about some photography I'd done with a couple of, a couple of kite surfers in Key West. And there was, there was this thing that I said, and I remember like the editor kind of put it paraphrased it, like reworded it. And it was like, you know, I was treading water in a big, I was in this big ocean of water mm-hmm. and the beach was, was in with, was within reach, but I didn't have the kind, I didn't have like the, the, the gusto to, to swim. Yeah. yeah. It was like, and then once I found like that light being my right. sobriety, being cameras and photography that I was able, I didn't have to tread water anymore. I was able to stand it. up. And, and look at how much energy we put into treading water, right? Like it's easy for a few minutes and it gives us some grace, right? Cause like how many times have we found ourselves in life just, Oh, I'm at the job. I'm doing this thing. It's kind of killing me, but just tread the water because we think we're doing something and we think maybe tomorrow we'll have the energy to make the change. Um, and what I, what I'm hearing from you is that maybe you have been called to that time and time again, but timing is so important timing is so we have to answer the call when our divine gift knocks we just yep. have to and guess what if we don't it's gonna knock again yeah right? and that's the thing there is, is it no was... finite yeah. you know presence of of our gift of our light it's always there um we forget that right and we try to dim it with our our thoughts our behaviors our friends our attempts at connection with friends our choices for food and drink and otherwise um but when we, when we see that we're treading water and all we have to do is stand up, 
it might be bumpy, we might step on some shells and cut our feet or whatever, but then we get to move forward. Yep. And that's what I want to do. When you, you know, there's something, and, and I got to say this because um, I just saw who joined the, the live. Um, hi, Alicia. I got to say hello. hello to she, uh, and I hope everything's, Alicia's, I, I met Alicia. She lives in Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, there was a conference called Fearless. Um, there's a, there's here, a shameless plug. Fearless nice. photographers. Um, <laughs> we, after Hurricane Irma, uh, actually, well, Maria was what it was after. Um, hit Puerto Rico we did there's a yearly conference and it's all it's literally people I look up to people I idolize I mean that's how I met my mentor in photography was through fearless Um, we were down in Puerto Rico we did uh, uh, basically where all the funds that we for the for the thing went to uh, benefit funds in Puerto Rico and we allowed all the Puerto Rican photographers and their families to come to this conference for free because it was there to create a community. Right. And I swear to you, <laughs> thank you. Jesus Christ. Um, my, <laughs> you are my good. This is a great yeah, space my, to be my, as feeling as you want to. My uh, photography family is, that's my family. And you know, the, those are the people mm-hmm. that day in, day out give me that push that says, you know, you're on the right path. Um, you're doing things right. And I think with my, the friends that I've formed through photography, I mean, with me, I travel a lot for work, so I don't really have that opportunity to develop uh, like really strong relationships in one place. I've moved around a lot. I stay busy. Um, but some of my closest friends have come from the photography world you know alicia um i met her she through another mentor of mine ken pock um down in puerto rico um you know we we did a conference in austin i've met my friend rob whelan from up in canada i've got my buddy kevin heslin who lives in costa rica we got chris werner who lives out in pajo like the four of us we had never met each other but we roomed together in austin texas for this conference those are my boys now. Like, mm-hmm. those are like so how my favorite important people. Is it to, to be, like, I'm thinking of like, how do we teach our kids to make better decisions about how to, how to surround themselves with the right people? You know, cause you've mentioned a couple of times that you were in those communities where bad decisions were encouraged. And it's like, um, it's like a relative suffering, right? Like when you're around people, well, I'm not as bad as that guy over there. So I'm okay. Right. And now that you're around people who are motivated and excited, it's, it's, that's the thing that we need to emulate and bring into the other parts of our life is, is how do we get the support we need so that we can maintain the endurance to keep our light shining, right? To keep our gift going forward. So what do you think if you had parting words or a message to send to, to our audience today and anyone else out there, um, what, What's your ask? What do you want people to do or know with respect to their struggle toward a healthier life? Don't be oh, afraid to ask. No, yeah. Just don't be, don't be afraid to ask for help. I love it. You know, I, I, I love it. I've, I went through a couple of therapists. Uh, I, I, you know, this is something I, you probably saw this, but and you know this about me. I think we talked about it. I mean, I was suicidal for a while. 
um, COVID was effing brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, I questioned my sobriety a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, thought about killing myself a couple of times. Um, I'm grateful you did not. No. <laughs> I know a lot of people that are grateful, even though they got to put up with me every day. Um, hey, we'll take it, man. We'll take it. <laughs> but, you know, when that happened, I realized that I needed to talk with people. And that was half the reason I left Florida and got out of there and moved back to the mountains of North Carolina. Um, and I've noticed that when I myself internally want to fix something, that I've reached out to people who know more than I do that can help me with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I told you about, I don't enjoy going to a therapist where I have to sit inside on a I couch in a this quiet so place. Um, mm-hmm. So I reached out to a friend of mine in high school who is a therapist here in, in, in North Carolina. I said, Anna, is it possible that any of these like therapists, do they ever go for like hikes or they go for walks or do something? She's like, actually, yeah. That. And now I have this amazing therapist that every Monday I go for an hour, we go to a park, we walk outside and we talk. I've done three sessions and I've improved drastically. I love it. Because you asked for what you wanted. The the scale tipped and you said, okay, I've done the sobriety thing. I've done the find your passion thing. There's still something holding me back. Yeah, there's a bunch. You asked not only for help in, in getting therapy, but the right help. Because yep. therapy is not for everyone, or nope. particular kind. Some kind of therapy yeah. is for everyone, whether it's coaching, therapist, you know, um, what I don't even know. You know, there's, there's up here in Western North Carolina, there's this program called Pivot Point, where it's they go and help groups and people that are battling with substance abuse mm, or it, mental issues. They take them rafting, they take them hiking, mm-hmm. they take them camping. Right. Give them a life to experience, not put them in the basement and say you're sick. I I think a big way to, and to be very completely honest, Mm -hmm. is that I think one of the easiest ways, if you are afraid to get help, you're afraid to ask for help. This is a good way to put it. If you're Mm -hmm. afraid to ask for help, put your phone down, take your Apple Watch off, leave it at home, go for an hour long walk Mm -hmm. by yourself. Just go for a walk. That's great advice. And take that that kind of feel how the fresh air rejuvenates you. Feel how the sunlight, even if it's overcast, there's Mm -hmm. there's UV rays. Yep. Vitamin D does major things for your your mental psyche. Three deep breaths outside can uh, change your whole perspective on life. And I'm not saying it's that easy. Not everything. But like frustrations, like little things during the day. It's a starting point. A couple deep breaths. Um, So, Mike. We are going to wrap for today because I respect your time and I want to let you go make fabulous photos of the beautiful things in the world. Um, I am so grateful that you have chosen to share your story, not only with me, but at large. We need to know that it is okay to ask for help. And that was yep. great advice. And, any and to person, ask for the right help and yep, that you're and worth any, it. Any person that is like, wants to know more or wants to just have a mm-hmm. conversation like, hey, how did you do it? Hey, right. what did you go through? Dude, you can find me through this. Send me a DM. I, I, I am so... So how do people like, find you? What's what's the best way? Tell us your website or uh, best way to get through to you. So website is just michaelfreeze.com. Um, mm-hmm. You can find F-R-E-A-S? It. Yep. Foxtrot Romeo Echo Alpha Sierra. <laughs> um, the son of Michael, a veteran right there. Yeah, right? 
Michael Freeze dot com. Instagram is at Michael Freeze. Um, my personal is at Freeze F R E A S underscore Frames. Okay. Um, you know you can or just send me an email Michael at Michael Freeze dot com. I okay. it's I I am trying. I've got some things going on that I'm working on that I'm trying to get more involved and in, trying to help people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting involved with emergency um, care and ski patrol and stuff like awesome. that. So it's things that you can do outdoors and you need an idea or like, Hey, I've thought about all this, but I don't know how to pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. Send me a DM, send I me an email. I, 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 Thank you. The better I can, more I can help people, the better this world is. Agreed. Well, and you know what? When we all help just a little, imagine yep. the consequence of that, right? So, yep. and that's what we're here for, to help people shine their light. So thank you so much for reminding us um, how important it is to be honest and to look for the light. And I, I really, from my 18-year-old self, I'm so proud of you and really grateful for you. Um, so thank you for your time today. I look forward to keeping up and seeing all those great projects I'm just... come to light. I'm just stoked we've like yeah. we lost touch, but we've stayed in friends time. and we've, I mean, I still got to give your husband a hard time. I'm still, still trying to figure out how much he paid you. I still don't <laughs> understand it. He's still Chris paying. Is... <laughs> <laughs> One way or another. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it's, you know, we all in our group of people that we grew up with freshman and sophomore year. I mean, we had a good, we had a crew it's of a people. Group like, of people. We did a lot of stuff together. <laughs> We did. We all like peaced out and mm -hmm. it's been weird. Like I, I swear to you, like COVID has been a blessing in a way yep. because it's gotten like, I'm back in touch with our friend, Tim. I'm back in yep. touch with our friend, uh, Jeremy. Jeremy's been having yep. some rough stuff. He's reached out to me and we've had conversations Good and it's like, I think it's just I, the whole moral of the story is don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. Thank you. Right back at you. So you let us know how we can help you. And uh, thank you so much for your time and your light um, and our wonderful history. Look forward to more of this. All right. Listen, you stay gotcha. fabulous. And I will talk to you real soon. Thank you, everyone, for showing up. Let us know how we can help if it's, you know, anything related. Uh, life coaching is always a great option, too, because it's it's the friendly, easygoing conversation much like this. Um, yep. Where... I just help you say, oh, wait, there's that light. Let me let everyone see it. Um, so thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on And All The Things. Cheers. And that's a wrap on another episode of And All The Things. If you enjoyed today's show, please like and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. If you really liked it, please go ahead and rate it. Then think about who in your life might also need to hear it and any of the other episodes we have shared. Then share it with them. When you find something meaningful, something valuable, you've got to share it and pay it forward to those you care for. Thanks for joining us and follow along on Instagram at myjoycoach to see more of me, your host, Michaela Bernishaw. And as always, make it a great day.